Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sounders, episode 357 of Breaker in Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker, and joining me as always, big... Underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Well, we got a guest today, don't we? Yeah, we do. And I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you really, boy, you really, like, just are killing my holiday spirit, Bane. Yeah, well, mine's been dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill Venus is contractually obligated to be our guest for the, he's the last guest of 2020, man. Yes. I mean, that's an apropos way to go out, right? Yeah, apropos-appropriate. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Um, so Bill Venus is our guest. We got some wrestling talk. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk that I know you're dying to talk about. Oh, boy. I think it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. I think some people will dig it. Some, not so much. Um, but, yeah, we're we're... After, it's after Thanksgiving officially. Last yep. week was after Thanksgiving, but we had recorded before Thanksgiving. So we are officially into the Christmas season, my yes. friend. Yes, yes. Excited? Uh, this, stressed out? <laughs> stressed out is the word. But this this year has been really weird because it like I think with COVID and everything, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. It doesn't. Same way it didn't feel like Halloween, you know? Like, normally me and the wife get all dressed up for Halloween. We didn't do that this year. Yeah. Um and I mean, Christmas is like I, I'm trying to get into the holiday spirit, but it just it feels it feels weird. Well, like I mean, like the Christmas parades and all yeah. the decorations. I feel like there's some decorations. I don't feel like there's a ton. No, and I've always been like the only person within like a quarter mile radius of me that decorates the outside of my house. Yeah. So like, but even this year, I was like, I don't know. I guess yeah. I will. You know, it's a, it's a very it's a very weird time obviously because you know it's like it's christmas season but no one feels that way because mm-hmm. it's it's so weird and thanksgiving was a little strange i'm sure for everybody well and, and for me like a lot of traditions were broken like you know like i mean me and the wife always go out like that first weekend of december and you know we do in-house shopping and shit like that you know and do the going out to eat and you know we always usually go to cracker barrel and stuff like that and none of that really happened this year and so it's like yeah. we didn't really get it kicked off right you know well, and that's the whole thing is like I remember, you know, Thanksgiving, 
for me, like my mom always wanted to do all the Black Friday shopping. Yeah. And and so like the the newspapers come out and you know all the ads. Well, there wasn't really any ads this year because yeah. like so many people are shifting to to online and things of that nature. So yeah, it's definitely a weird time. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, before we get into our topics here, uh, which we have quite a few, um, are you in the Christmas movie swing already? Yeah, we've been watching some Christmas movies again. It's it's kind of hard to get the whole family to sit down and. Uh, uh, watch a Christmas movie. We haven't been able to watch the ones that we like always watch. No how no home alones. Um, like I, I'm a really big fan of that Klaus movie. We did haven't watched that yet. Uh, but we did watch one that you recommended, which was why him. What'd you think? We watched, it was really funny. It's, yeah. it's it was, dirty. It will oh, yeah, be super dirty, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was really funny, but um, it's also under the radar Christmas yeah. movie. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't, there's nothing about it that makes you think that it is. Well, the cover is not Christmassy at all. No. I mean, it's yeah, it's a surprising Christmas movie, but it, it was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, we watched uh, Christmas Chronicles two and things like that. But. I haven't seen that yet. I want to watch the first one again yeah. before I could dive into that. But there was one on Netflix called Operation Christmas Drop. We watched that. How yeah. was that? It wasn't bad. I mean, it's a, it's a uh, you know. Like a Hallmark Christmas movie? Pretty much. I feel like that's what most of them are. And that's why I felt like Why Him was a nice one, because it wasn't that. There's there's not a whole lot of like classic Christmas movies anymore. And yeah. most of them are the Hallmark kind, which is okay, but it's like it's clearly geared more towards women and family. Yeah. You know, like there's not not that Home Alone is geared towards dads, but we were kids when that came out. So Yeah, it's like, but it's it's got it's acceptable. It's got funny Right, it's, humor to it. Yeah, it's it's very good, and but it's hard to find a movie like that these days. And I think that's why, I like Christmas Chronicles and Klaus, I found really good because it was so different. Mm-hmm. But Santa with muscles that doesn't even fall on the radar. <laughs> so bad. my God, what a horrible, horrible movie! Yeah, horrible movie. But I'm sure as we get closer to Christmas, when we do our Christmas special. We'll dive into those a little bit more. But oh yeah, we say we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here. Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane, a lot of stuff we got to talk about as far as wrestling. Let's start off with some crazy news that no one saw coming. Sting is all elite. Yes, he is. Um, so he came out on the Winter is Coming special. And, um, you know, that figure was pulled from the Legends series a few months ago. Mm-hmm. There was a reason for that. Obviously, this was in the works. Um, you know, I don't know what they have planned. I mean, Sting does have a record on the website now. People are seeing that. A lot of people yeah. are like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't wrestle. We were talking before we, you know, we came on the air. I was like, okay, so if he does a six-man tag with Cody and Darby Allen. And he hits a stinger splash and a scorpion deathlock and doesn't hurt himself. Yeah. I don't think that's that bad. No. But maybe it's just he doesn't want his last match to be in WWE. I get that. You know, and I think he probably let a lot of the uh, internet get into his head as far as like he lost every match in WWE. Yeah, he did. And that sucked. And that did suck. But like at the same time, I mean, you kind of have to expect that a little bit, I feel like. I mean, because he was never in WWE, so why would they put a guy over who was never in WWE? 
You know what I mean? It was just, but like, I, I'll never forget, like, you just know he's beating Triple H. I, I expected that too. <laughs> and then he does I, the job, you're like, oh. Right. I expected okay. that too. But then again, you know, I mean, Triple H has never really been known to put guys like that over. Right. I mean, look at all the other the WCW stars he didn't let go over. Yeah. I mean, only guys he ever really put over, I felt like, were guys that were trying to ascend to the next level. Yes. And it was like, he was like, okay, I'll put over Batista, I'll put over Orton. Right. Guys like that, because and, I'm trying to get them to that top spot. And probably also they were his buddies. Yes. So, of course. But, like, I mean, I don't know. I think the fact that that was, I feel like that was Vince's last shot to kill WCW was to get Sting in there. Yeah. And so I think Sting probably let his ego get get the best of him. He's like, I gotta have gotta have go out with a win, you know. So could be, could be. But I mean, to me, there's always that feeling. Like Undertaker's talked about this. He didn't want to become a parody of himself. Yep. And that conversation's probably gonna be happening if that does happen. I mean, I'm like I'm all for, like Sting had the highest selling shirt in the 24 hour period of a pro wrestling tease ever. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, AEW action figure. Let's do it. Yeah. Put him in the video games. Absolutely. Make him an on-screen character. If you can figure out a way to do it, I'm all about it. Him wrestling all the time? I hope not. I hope. Yeah. I just hope that they're more they're cautious and that, like he doesn't end up getting hurt worse. I think he would be a very good manager for somebody like Darby Allen or Allen. I always say Allen because it's spelt like Allen. Darby Allen, but like, I I don't think him as a wrestler is a smart idea. But see, at the same time, I look at that I'm like Darby Allen's not a big guy. No. And I feel like, okay, you have Sting as your manager. like, And I know a lot of people like Darby Allen, and I think he's going to be a really good talent there. But it's like, your manager can't be more over than you are. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like then you fall into that category of like... Yeah, but dude, I feel like that falls into the same category with FTR. Arn Anderson, or uh, Tully. Tully. I mean, it's kind of hard to be like more over than a legend. True. But at the same time, it's like Tully's not... You know he's, he's not Sting. I he's get not that. Sting. I, I mean, like, that. yeah, Tully's great, but he also hasn't wrestled since the '80s, right? So, not not seriously anyway. Right. So I don't know. Like I kind of get that to a degree, but I don't know. Like Darby doesn't seem like to me he's a guy that with a manager. Yeah. It, it'd feel like Sting in the '90s when he was a crow Sting if he had a manager. Yeah, if he had Teddy Long coming out there. With oh him. sure. It's like hmm? yeah. it doesn't. I don't know if it feels right. Yeah. Well, I mean it. it but to me, it would make more sense than having him in the ring every week. Sure. Because th- I think that stems to the problem of, okay, what do we do with this guy? Exactly. We've got him here. He signed a multi-year deal. Yeah. So he seems to be all about it. And he's also a guy that I would be completely okay with if he did what Stink did in the 90s, and that's just drop in every once in a while, Scorpion Death drop, and just walk out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like And kind of just get the bat, yeah. way people get in their face. Yeah. He's still in scary as hell, even for Absolutely. 60 years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I always, him and Undertaker both, the older they get, the scarier they get. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's not one of those things where it loses its luster, you know? Yes, I, I completely agree. So, and I've even said that too, like with Taker, there was a couple of periods there. I'm like, they just brought him out and he would like come in, do the entrance, choke some Elias and leave. And I'm like, yeah. that's a good way to use him. That's not terrible, yeah. you know? So, but at a certain point, you do need to write off. So, oh yeah, I think uh, this is my honest opinion. I think this is things like, okay, this is it. Yeah, one match, you know, six man tag, keep me safe. And like I said, with Cody having the blonde flat top, don't think he ain't gonna be rocking that surfer sting paint at some oh, yeah. point. You yeah. know he is. Oh yeah, you know he is. 
Which, I mean, again, looking back to action figures, how cool would that two-pack be? Right. It's like that CM Punk Macho Man two-pack. Right. I still kick myself for not buying that. That yeah. was so, so cool. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of a lot more news with uh, with uh, AEW. Uh, Kenny Omega uh, wins the AEW world title on Dynamite, which is kind of an interesting thing. With the help of Don Callis, who runs Impact, mm-hmm. and it has now been announced that Kenny Omega will appear live on Impact on Tuesday. It's good for Impact. It's very good for Impact. I think it's good for the wrestling business. This yeah. this feels like, you know, like when WWE kind of partnered up with ECW in a way. A little bit, yeah. Because WCW is the number one, and now it's like, woo, okay. Yeah. Like, I, and you know, I've kind of, I'd always kind of written off Impact for many years until I signed up for Impact Plus. I'm like, oh, there's actually some cool stuff on here. Yep. But this is good for, to me, this is good for the business. I would love to see them do more stuff like this, some talent exchanges. You know, because I know FTR has mentioned they want to wrestle the North and Impact. I think that would be fun. The Good Brothers are in Impact. Yep. There's a lot of things that you could do there, which I think would be great. Um, I would love to see them do this with New Japan more, where some New Japan guys came in. I think ultimately that's good for the business. Yeah, and the uh, the interesting thing is, is like the day or so after that happened, there was an article saying Triple H or from Triple H saying that WWE is open for business. You know, like trying. Well, to he was with, asked about it. Yeah, and not necessarily about that, but he's like, "Well, we've done work progress and ICW right. and all these yeah British-based companies and yeah. Evolve and things like that." But it's like, yeah, but it wasn't like you use like some of their footage to help tell the story of Apollo Crews sure. and stuff like that. And sure. I get that, but it wasn't like a talent exchange. Like, yeah, yeah you sent a few lower card guys down there to work a little bit, but yeah. No, it's not like this. Right. Because this is helping impact more than AEW, I oh, think. Oh, big time. Big time it is. And to me, it's like, okay. But at the same time, like, I would like to see, like, Impact does those monthly live specials. Uh-huh. That'd be cool if, you know, Kenny Omega defends the AEW title on there. Yeah. Why not? You know, there's, really? a, lot of, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do. For sure. AEW uh, President Tony Khan has also mentioned the possibility in 2021 of the trios title. Oh, God. Not a fan, huh? No, because it's always a tag team plus one. Yeah. It's never like a faction. You know? Well, but they have a lot of three-way factions. Do they? Yeah. How many? I know Jurassic Express. Sure, they have SCU. Okay. So they also have, um, I think, uh, is it Pac and the Lucha Brothers? Or the Death Triangle. Okay. And then you got Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade. Okay. So that's four. Yeah. And they and they can make more. But Butcher on the Blade's a tag team with a single star. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, they're like they're a group. Right. I get that. But I don't know. And same with the Lucha Brothers and Pac. I mean, it's like it's it's different when it's like SCU, I count that because it's like a team. It's a team, sure. But like when it's like Lucha Brothers and or Butcher on the Blade and yeah. it's it's like I don't like that. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it will fall into. It, it very well may. But Trio's title is kind of interesting. ROH does it. Mm-hmm. New Japan does it, but it's never a big a big company. Not since WCW. Yeah. Way back in the early, late 80s, early 90s have they done that. I don't know. It's not a, not a horrible idea. No. But they're also kind of getting to that category of like, ooh, that's a lot of titles. Yep. Yep. They don't need any more. I mean, I would personally rather see another singles title. Like, that's not a TNT title. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know what that title would be, but no, like, I don't either. But I mean, I, I I don't know. I just I I know they're very tag team heavy focused, and I love tag team wrestling. But sometimes when it's like the six man tags, it's kind of just kind of a cluster. It can be, it can be, and then that, that 
it doesn't mean they're going to keep it around forever. Right. But that's an interesting idea. Yeah. And I, I do like the fact that they're like, okay, we're not copying WWE because they sure. can easily have a U.S. title. Oh, yeah. A North American title. But oh, yeah. like, oh, we're going to do a trios title. So right. something different. Uh, there's been a lot of online rumors about this, which I think is hilarious, that someone has bringing back WCW. Yes. And they're doing their first pay-per-view October 2021 greed. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think? It's hilarious. It's hilarious. And of all the pay-per-views, you pick greed. My God. Their very last one. Yeah. Which is a horrible name. Yep. I, I don't know. That last year, they had a lot of bad ones. Remember, they had Sin. That yep. was, I was like, that's... Yep. Horrible. Yep. And then they had greed. Yeah. It's like what happened to like Spring Stampede and right. <laughs> you know Slamboree. They were the classics. To, trying to be uber edgy is what yeah. it was, and it was like oh god. There was actually a uh, a ad in like one of their last magazines for the Big Bang. Oh boy. It was supposed to be like in June, I think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe April, April or May, maybe somewhere in there. But it was going to be like their last. It was supposed to be their next pay per view. Okay. That never happened. It was supposed to be like the Big Bang, like everything changes right so kind of like you said they're getting edgy like everything's changing yeah yeah you got bought yeah <laughs> it never happened jeez yeah so i don't know i thought that was kind of a funny thing yeah i don't see why wwe would sell that back to someone no, there they wouldn't and, and on just start your own that, company right and on top of that like is anybody clamoring for a wcw reboot no <laughs> so like aew is basically this yes and so it's like we don't need the actual reboot from something from the 90s that ended up turning into a crap show. Right, 100%. And not to mention, like, TV time. Like, where, what channel are you going to be on? Right. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Some sad news as well. We lost a wrestling legend. Pat Patterson passed away this week. Um, I believe he was 79. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lot of health issues, some cancer and things of that, of that nature. But I know Pat, you know, obviously he had a successful in-ring career many years ago before we were obviously around sure. but a lot of his co- contributions were all behind the scenes yep and uh, he was also the creator of the royal rumble match which i think is very cool yeah super cool and the fact that that is still exciting all these years later yeah is a pretty cool thing so rest in peace to pat patterson wrestling legend absolutely well anyway beginner score band we got some uh we got some movie talks what do you say we dive into it let's do it this is tell you what we got now big underscore bang let's start off with um i think this will be the most topical thing especially your stance on movie theaters uh, warner brothers has announced that they have 17 films slated for release in 2021 this includes the new suicide squad the new wonder woman the new godzilla versus king kong the matrix 4 big movies oh yeah they're going to release them in theaters but they will also be releasing them on hbo max for one month on the release day that it's in the theater um Theaters are not happy about this, obviously. Sure. And apparently it's not an extra charge. You just have HBO Max, which I think is $14.99 a month. Mm-hmm. Then you get to watch these movies. This was their plan. I think a lot of it because they probably didn't release any movies hardly at all in 2020, which yeah. a lot of companies didn't. Um, because I know I, I know Disney Plus had a couple. I think Mulan came out on Disney Plus maybe. Yep. And a few other places like that. And I don't know. Like... I love the movie theater because we grew up going there, but kind of like a video store, 
everything kind of comes to an end with technology. Yep. Obviously, you're not a big theater fan. Nope. So you've got to be all about this. Absolutely, I am. It might be one of those things where it's like, maybe I subscribe to HBO Max. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people may do. Yeah, I mean, because $14.99, that's a hell of a lot cheaper than uh, buying me and the wife a ticket and getting some popcorn and a drink. You oh, know what it, I mean? It, two people at the movie theater, 50 bucks. Exactly. Easily 50 bucks. Yeah. And F those movie theaters. Right. And and so, obviously, right now, they've been hit. I, I don't know, I want to say the hardest, but they've been hit very hard with, with COVID and things like that. And I know even back in the mid-2000s, going to a movie theater was expensive. But I feel like in the last couple of years, it's almost like doubled yeah. in price. Like it's a crazy amount of money to go to the theater. Well, I think of like when you and I were in high school or like even like right after we got out of high school, our local movie theater was always like four or five bucks. Yeah. AMCs were like eight bucks. Now it's like, I think 12 bucks at yeah. least for a ticket. And it's. And, and I remember getting like a, if you got a popcorn and a drink, six seven dollars which was expensive now it's damn near 20 now it's, yeah i think the deal is like 20 yeah and it's like holy shit popcorn is not expensive to make no so i get that's how they make their money but it's kind of one of those things where it's like okay you're kind of making me not want to come here like, exactly and i think that's been the the when, issue for a long time when you can buy a six pack of over red and bacher for 3.99 no reason to go to a theater well, and, that, and that's the thing is, that, do you think the theater now, what I think they need to do with these movie studios, realizing this is their pivot, this is their way to do things differently, the movie theater needs to figure that out, I think. They need to figure out their pivot. How do they do things differently? Yeah. How do they get people in? Because super expensive. I mean, right now, the only thing they have is that's where you see the new movies. Yeah. That's the only advantage they have. You eliminate that. And granted, obviously, not all movies are doing this, but all Warner Brothers is. If Warner Brothers sees success, other studios will follow. You know what? This is a perfect opportunity for drive-in theaters to make a comeback. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean... We have that big one in Tulsa. Yeah. I haven't been there in like 20 years. This is a perfect opportunity for them to make a comeback. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you can sit in your car. You're socially distanced from everybody. It's just you and whoever you bring. And, I mean, you don't even have to get out and get popcorn if you want to make it yourself, bring it in. I mean, whatever. And I don't know if they do this or not, but they can make it digital where you get an app and you can listen to it that way. Yeah. Right through your car speakers. Yeah. How cool would that be? It'd be amazing. Way better than like the radio station. The radio station. That's <laughs> kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of things that they could do to make this good. I just don't know exactly how that's going to go. I think obviously the theater always worked, so they never thought differently yeah obviously netflix doing their own exclusive films was kind of a thing right like yeah. oh okay they just buy they finance their own movies now it's kind of kind of changing theater's yeah. not a thing obviously i'm a big fan of the marvel films i i think if black widow debuted on i don't know disney plus or somewhere and it was like okay hey it's your disney plus subscription plus you have to pay 15 bucks to rent it mm -hmm. i'd have probably done that absolutely to see the movie because I must spend more than that at the theater. Well, and, and also, too, like, here's the thing. If if you're one of those people who loves the comfort of your own home, now they make theater seating. You can buy for your home. Yep. You can get a projector. Uh, you can get surround sound. You can get the lighting for, like, the movie theater effect. I mean, you can literally turn a room into a theater. Elvis Aliaga had a big projector. Right. It was awesome. And yeah. so it's one of those things where, like, the only thing keeping somebody from from doing that is like obviously the financials to, to create that yeah. in your own home. But like, I mean, if you're able to do that, like it's so much better, especially now because you oh, can yeah. watch the brand new movies in a theater setting in your own home. Absolutely. So, I mean, 
No reason to go to a theater. Yeah, and, and I think that's becoming more and more apparent yeah. as time goes on. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, have you heard of Netflix Direct? Have not. So apparently this is a new thing they're rolling out to help people make a decision. What it's basically going to be, from what I understand, is exactly like what the WWE Network does with the Watch Now. Where 24 hours a day, something is just streaming. Oh, okay. So you can you don't know what to watch. You just go to that, and maybe they're showing Ozark. Maybe yeah. they're showing Kimmy Schmidt. Maybe they're showing whatever sure. they have on Netflix at the time. And I'm like, that's not a bad idea. I know already they have like a shuffle where it's like if you don't know what to watch, you just like click play shuffle, and it just turns something on for you. To be honest, like WWE, there's a lot of things I'll criticize them for. I feel like they did that very well. Yeah, because it's like a now. channel. Yeah, yeah, having that watch now aspect where you can just turn it on and absolutely. Yeah, cool idea. So I thought I think they're rolling that out early um, next year. Also, Daredevil. No longer does Netflix have the right to Daredevil, so it is officially back in the MCU. Okay, and they can make movies, TV, whatever they want to do with the character. So awesome! It'll be interesting to see what happens. I I have heard one p- proposed plan was to make him Peter Parker's lawyer for Spider Man Three. Okay. Which I'm like, yeah, he's done that in the past. I Absolutely. think that'd be kind of fun. Absolutely. Uh, also, we've got to talk about this. The Holiday Movies That Made Us on Netflix. They did two episodes, one on Elf, one on Nightmare Before Christmas. Obviously, you're a big fan of Elf. Yeah. I watched it. I know you watched it. Yeah. What'd you think, man? Loved it. Um, it was it was interesting to find out a lot of the things that I never knew, because sure. I never really did a deep dive into the making of that movie, so... It was pretty interesting to find out, and I also didn't know John Favreau, uh, Favreau, whatever. He oh yeah, I know that was like his like, big directing debut. Yeah, I didn't realize that, and also, and I think the success of that's probably what got him Iron Man. Yeah, and I also didn't realize that that was also like basically like his second movie, you know. And so, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, and I also thought, I thought it was really cool that you know the scene where, um, what's his dad's name in there, Walter uh, Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, that scene where he kind of finally tells Buddy off. Yeah. And like they needed to get him angry. He was like, remember who you are. Yeah. Like Sonny Corleone from The Godfather. I was like, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Because I guess like James Caan has been notoriously difficult to work with, but I guess on that movie he was just great. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of little things. Like I didn't know that they got in trouble for the costuming and. Right. Interesting little things like that, which yep. obviously it was a nod to all those of course. stop motion movies. That's what made it. Yeah, fun, right? Yeah. I think I think though the studios were like, eh, it's a little bit too much of a nod, you yeah. know, and so I think that's where kind of kind of crossed that line a little bit from being like a like you know in, inspired to just outright stealing. Right, exactly. Um, Elf came out in 03. Can you believe it's almost 20 yeah. years old? Yeah, it's wild, and it's super crazy to think that. And also too, I didn't realize because I I when that movie came out, I felt like Will Ferrell was like big star but he really wasn't yet old school was like really the only well, old school and night at the roxbury right right and the night at the roxbury was not a smash hit no it was, i loved it but right, like but it wasn't a, it wasn't a box office hit, right because right? it was yeah. based off kind of a goofy skit already from yeah. saturday night live but old school when he took elf mm-hmm. old school hadn't came out and yeah. i remember the same thing kind of happened with jim carrey because he did his first big big hit was ace ventura yep and then he had already signed on for The Mask. When The mm-hmm. Mask was a hit, that's when he was able to get a ton of money for Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, you've got a track record now. Yeah. And so that kind of led Will Ferrell to getting that movie greenlit. Because he was all about it, I guess. And I've, and I've heard rumor that he didn't even, he doesn't like Elf. Mm-hmm. But that all started because he turned down a pretty sizable amount of money for a sequel. Yeah. But I think he was probably right in that because I can't imagine Elf 2 is going to be any good. Right. Well, and and I think, I think he probably turned it down because... Like, or I think that rumor 
probably started because of that. That, but I mean, if if he didn't like the movie, they would have talked about that. Yeah, in in that episode. I wish he was interviewed though. I wish he was too. I'm sure he was unavailable. You know. Uh, yeah, but I would have liked to have seen him and John Favreau. I think is his name. Interviewed. Yeah. I don't know why you and James Conn would have been a fun one too. Oh yeah. Like, why don't you interview main people in it, like these behind-the-scenes guys? Like, right. I get it, but come on. you know. Yeah. I'm sure maybe his interview would have costed way too much. It could be. Who knows? Could be. Um, so, yeah, that's that's Holiday Movies That Made Us. It's on Netflix. Check that out. Good stuff. I want to throw this out there just because I think it's fun. I signed up for Hulu, and I just messaged you this. Supermarket Sweep, the revival, yeah. is on Hulu. Yeah. Have you seen that yet? Haven't watched it. Dude, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Is like, it? the uh, the host is Leslie Jones. Yep. She was... I, I know her from the David Pumpkin skit. Yeah. And she was on Ghostbusters and stuff. Very, very funny. But the show is like, it's the same, but everyone's way more like over the top. Are they? Like the contestants are. And she's obviously more over the top. Right. So. But it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to watch. Nice. They did change the game slightly here and there, but I don't know. It's kind of always been one of those guilty pleasure game shows. I'm glad sure. it's back. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Pretty cool stuff. Anyway, we got a little bit of toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show where Breaker remain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show where Breaker remain to a bit of toy talk. Alright, as we dive into a little bit of toy talk, Big Under Scorbane, I found this and I had to I had to save it for the show. I'm like, oh we gotta talk about this, just because it's gonna hit you right in the feels, I know it. And that's that there is, let me see if I can find it here. There's usually always these lists that come out, mm-hmm. and they are basically Funko Pops that are on the way. Right. And sometimes they don't happen because there's licensing issues and things of that nature. But this is one line that I really thought. I was like, oh, this is definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen because it's going to be a huge deal. Yeah. And that's Seinfeld. Yeah. You are not a Seinfeld guy. No. <laughs> no, these will uh, not be bought. As a matter of fact, I might be flipping them off as I walk by them. So, interestingly enough, they, they have several pops listed, including Jerry in the puffy shirt, which I think is kind of funny. Okay. Obviously, you have no reference to that because nope. you've never seen it. Nope. How do you know you don't like it if you never watched it, though? I've watched it, but I... I it's not a fan. I can't tell you what the puffy shirt is. Like, I mean, all these little inside jokes. No, I have no idea. Basically, what happens there is he, you know, he's a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Kramer's dating this girl who talks so quietly you can't hear. Her. Yeah. So instead of asking what, you just kind of, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so she, she's designing these puffy shirts. She asks him to wear it on a talk show. Oh yeah. And he agrees to it without knowing what he agreed to. Ah. So he walks out there in this pirate shirt. Ah. That's basically it. Got it. But anyway, they're they're making a ton of different pops and a bunch of pop tees. So they're they seem to be going all in on uh on uh, on Seinfeld, man. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of figured they would. I mean, a ton of ton of t-shirts. It probably just took a while to get Seinfeld on board. Yeah, probably. And they also have some it says Funko dioramas, which I assume is like a playset thing, maybe. Okay. I don't know. So still no on all of these, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> Not at all. No. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. I have zero desire to watch Seinfeld or buy any kind of fandom of Seinfeld. So that being said, Seinfeld did very well when we did the '90s Telewar. It almost won a couple of times. Yes. Yeah. So I, but I still feel like it's a very polarizing show. Yeah. Um, 
like Jeff doesn't like The Office, and we're like, how do you not like The Office? Of course, yeah. I'm sure there's people listening right now that's like, Bane's an idiot. Doesn't oh, like yeah. Seinfeld, you know? They, they've got a bunch of different things listed on here. And again, I don't like pins and hats and yeah, all these different things. A lot of chases. So I, I'm wondering, though, this is my overall thought because of, of Seinfeld being such a, a huge deal. Do you think this will get pops kind of, I don't want to say they're unpopular, but maybe more of a thing? I think the Seinfeld fans will be all in on these, I would think. So kind of what what they have is they have Elaine in a dress, Elaine in a sombrero, George, Jerry doing stand-up, Jerry with the puffy shirt, Kramer, Newman, the mailman, and it says Yev Kasim, who I believe is the suit Nazi. Okay. I could be, could be wrong there. And then a bunch of T-shirts for Elaine, George, Jerry, and Newman. Uh, another Jerry one, Kramer with the pretzel, a Seinfeld logo, and then this is the Funko dioramas. I'm kind of curious what that is. I assume it's just like the little playset thing with the with the pop. Hmm. But yeah, they're kind of going all in on Seinfeld. So yeah, kind of interesting stuff. I know you obviously are super interested in that. Yeah, don't care. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> the dioramas are a cool thing because I would actually like to see WWE kind of branch off in that because I think it would be kind of cool to see a Roddy Piper with Piper's Pit. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff they could do. I yeah. don't know. Like every time I look at Funko Pops, I don't know if you're the same way where I'll, I'll see some and I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of cool. But then I just kind of immediately lose the desire to collect. Again, what do you do with them? Right. You know? I mean, they end up just sitting around and yep. either keep the boxes, throw the boxes away. And yep. They're they're there to collect dust, and that's about it. Yep. Yep. Well, I think that's collecting in general, right? I mean, yeah. people collect, and then they don't know what to do with it. And it's like, oh, cool, I got this. I have it. Yeah. You know, now, where do I put it? What do I do with it? Like, I could, you know, I could start hanging on this wall. I have nothing on the walls here, which I, you know, my idea for this podcast room is to get some posters and stuff. But yep. obviously, I haven't because I'm not a huge decorator, but I could hang figures on the wall. I just... Yeah, just haven't. Right. So, yeah, one of those things. Anyway, let's take a break. Let's get that stupid freaking Bill Venus on the show. Good luck to you, pal. And thank you. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back to close it up. Boom. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome back to Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and I am here in studio, very irritated. I have to read this card? Okay. Yeah. The 18-year veteran. Yeah. Gotta read that card. Who has taken the last 16 years off. Bill Venus. How you doing over there, pal? I uh, appreciate you forcing your way onto the show. Do you? I do. I do appreciate yeah, that well, very much. You know, uh, back in the school, Bane decided he needed a little break ski uh, after he pulled a vicious prank on me, and you were included in that on Halloween. And how trick or treat, man? You get the trick. Yeah, we, I, I ain't turning no tricks though. I, I'm all about the treats. Oh, Bill Venus over here, and he decided you know he's gonna pull the prank. Walk, walk on, walk on down the road, and uh, so I, I, I looked at the looked at the contract. There's a clause in there that says, if Big and Skull Bane pulls a vicious prank on Bill Benis in Halloween, and then decides to leave the show for a while, that I am contractually obliged to be on Power Hour. So, 
here we are. So here we are. Here we are. That is something we do agree on. I guess we'll have to start at the beginning here because I don't even know how to go about this, honestly. But um, we, I guess, first came in contact with you um, when we started the Breaker and Bane Network, which was a few years ago. Of course. You mentioned that you wanted to do your own show called No Holds Barred. Bane messages me. Hey, there's this guy named Bill. He wants to do his show called No Holds Barred. I'm like, oh, well, who is this guy? He didn't know who you were. I didn't know who you were. And then you recorded your first show, and that's when we realized your name was actually <laughs> Bill Benis. Yeah. You finally realized that I'm the 18-year veteran. Bill Benis. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so. I don't see what's so funny about that. I, <laughs> come on, man. How do you not see how funny that is? It's just my name. <laughs> but it hits you. See, it's okay. Never mind. You don't see me laughing over here because your name's uh, Brian Breaker. No, that, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, you know, you, you did that show for a while. The Breaker and Main Network it ended up being a lot more work than we wanted to do. So we kind of put yep. that on the back burner. It was and a terrible then, platform for me. I know that. Okay. Well, be that as it may. You uh, ended up taking a break, I guess, from podcasting. And then a couple of years ago, maybe, maybe 2018, 2019, uh, you started No Holds Barred again yes. as, as your own show with Bane. Yes. Uh, how did that come to be? Uh, it came to be because I realized that the people needed a wrestling podcast. Because there wasn't enough? There wasn't any. I, I, if you look around, there wasn't any kind of wrestling podcast. Of course, now there is. I mean, you realize now, this is a wrestling podcast. Now, you guys talk more about comic books than you talk about we res- really wrestling. You talk about you talk about all shoot, shoot the Disney movies and things like that on When here. have we talked about Disney movies? All the time over there with your, with your Lion Kings and... You know, my Lion Kings? What are you? the hell are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about over there. Talking talking about the Aladdins and all that. Okay. Okay. So anyway, I'm sorry A to whole interrupt. All new world. Okay. So you... There were no wrestling podcasts, apparently. So you nope. decided to do No Holds Barred. Why uh, Why Bane? Why, why do you make him your co-host? Megan uh, Skull Bane was, was chosen as the co-host because... I I didn't trust anybody else, honestly. You know, I I so you trust I, him? I hell no, I don't trust him. <laughs> so you don't you don't trust Big Underscore? I don't trust Big Underscore Bane further than I can see him, and I need some strong glasses. Okay. And here's the thing. I also don't trust many other people I know, and. It turns out I owe a lot of people money from the Global Wrestling Extreme days. So, um... Uh, hard to cash in some favors, then. Right. That is why I put Big Enough Skull Bane on a contract. Gotcha. So I controlled the moving parts, you know. But uh, he's he's done an okay job. He's not the best host, co-host, but uh, he's, he's okay. Okay. So, uh, obviously... You see that I record this show in my house. Yeah, thanks for having me by, by the way. Well, thanks for stopping by unannounced most of the time. That being said, why did you choose to get a studio and pay for studio time? Because, Brian Bricka, have you heard the difference between your audio and my audio? I mean... No, I haven't. No holds barred. Sounds pristine. It sounds crystal clear. Crisp, like like a like a like a like a spring air morning. That's okay. 
Okay, so good audio. That does make Great sense. Great audio. So that, okay, so you started No Holds Barred. Here's a question I have. Most of the show, I feel like, is you talking to Kevin, Orbing underscore Bane, wanting to order food, right? No, that's just a small part of it. That's just a tiny little part of it. Uh, usually, around halfway through the show, me and Big underscore Bane, we get... Get a, get a little bit of an appetite going, you know. We get sure get a little get a little hungry. I'm sure you guys do the same thing on Power Hour. We don't. Um, no kidding. You, you, and bigger school band's a big guy too, but you. No, I mean I eat you before or after, but yeah, I don't like eat during the show because that's nope. stupid. No kidding. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like you have we have a, a roughly a 30 minute show. You can't eat before or after. Like you have to like. Oh, we gotta end. take a break. We gotta take a break so I can eat. I get a little. I get famished during the show talking all that much. I'm getting hungry now. Oh, you're not okay. You want to go to Umberto's? Real no, quick? I do not. No, I do not want to go to Umberto's right now. Let's go tacos. I'm trying to get this over with Bill. So I don't even know where I'm going with this, but where does Ke- where does Kevin come from? Why do you hate him so much? Ke- <clears throat> Kevin works at the studio. So he doesn't work for you. No, I thought he did. Yeah, you tried to fire him. I thought he did. I tried to fire him. That did not go over well. Uh, no, he works at the studio. He is employed by uh, uh, a lady by the name of Trish Canterbury. Trish Canterbury. Yeah. Okay. And and she runs the studio. She don't don't let the smile fool you, there, there Brian Brecker. She is a pistol. A pistol. She's a pistol right, right, ready to fire. Pew. Okay. And here's the thing. She runs the studio. Kevin is her employee. He, I thought he was there to make sure we sound good. No, he's there to make sure we don't break anything. Okay. So uh, he's kind of security then. Kind of security. But he's a puny little guy. Look, looks, okay. Ima- imagine big in a school bane, but like skinny. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Puny, puny, okay, puny, and, and could, 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 couldn't couldn't even smash a fly with a finger, and what? And here's the thing, I don't like him because he's always giving me attitude. Okay, you know, I, I, I Big Underscore Bane never gives me attitude. Eh, he does a little. Uh, not, not the way Kevin does. You haven't you haven't heard Kevin. I keep I keep him off the mics. Because well, yeah, of, I know. I've, he's never, got I've never too, heard Kevin. He's got too much attitude. Too much attitude. Too much attitude. You, you ought to see the, the many middle fingers he's flipping off at me and things of that nature. <laughs> just, just He flips you off just from behind, the Just behind it. Every time I'm trying to, like, hey, Kevin, give me some food. He he's just gives me the old burden. I'm just like, shoot. What, what the heck? Yeah, what the heck? Well, okay, so let's, let's go back a little deeper, shall we? Um, you're an 18-year veteran. 18-year veteran. Why, why wrestling? What got you into the business? What didn't? What didn't me? Didn't get me into the business, there, Brian Brecker. I mean, that was that was where all the money was. Sure. That was where all the hot babes were. Okay. And that was that was where you really showed showed off your your your, your charisma. You, you let it shine. You let it you let it glisten. You know that that's where the stars really shine is the pro wrestling business. And I just wanted to be a part of it. So when you were a young little Venus, did you? Uh... Did you watch it? I mean, like, how, what made you want to do this besides fame and money? You know, all the. Uh... No, I, I mean, I, I watched a little bit of it. You know, sure. We didn't, we didn't have the old cables and okay. things of that nature, so I watched a little bit of it. You know, but uh, I just kind of learned on the fly. You know, saw a couple, a couple of guys just, just 
uh, uh, grappling, you know. Okay. Turned out to be Big Chief. Big Chief. And, uh, and Big know, Chief, and, if people don't know, he runs Global Wrestling he, he's, he's the owner. And uh, it turned out to be Big Chief and Ricky the Roper Rex. They were actually good buddies. Okay. And saw them grappling. One of your old rivals, right? One of my old rivals. And we saw them, saw them grappling. Uh, they were kind of going over the match for later tonight. And I said, sure, I could do that. And, and that was so it, right? That was it. Story's told. Oh, okay. Were, were you trained by a Ray the Sledgehammer Fletcher? Of course I was. Okay, so who is this guy? I've never heard of him. Who's... Who's... What? I'll be honest, Bill. Haven't heard of him. You don't know the sledgehammer? I do not. Let me tell you, let me let me let me tell you about uh, the sledgehammer here. One of the greatest professional wrestlers ever to step foot in the business. Boom! There it is. Well, that's quite a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Okay. You. you I mean, he trained me. Of course. Did he train anyone else? He didn't have to. Was he a con? He man? trained me, and then after that, he was like, "I. What's the point?" What's the point in training the anyone point? else? Yeah, no one's gonna be as good as Bill Benis. That's that's what I got from it. So when you met, when you met Big Chief and Ricky the Roper Rex, was Global Wrestling Extreme a thing? And you joined up, or how did that happen? Global Wrestling Extreme was a thing. Um, I joined up, walked to the back, and uh, I said, "Hey, how you doing? I'm Bill Benis. I'm an 18 year veteran, taking the last 16 years off." You said that your first day. Said that my first day. Why? Because I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to want them to think that I was some you know rookie walking in there. So that's just the tagline. Some, some, some green guy, of course. Of course. So I mean, I, I, how many years have I been saying I'm an 18 year veteran? Can, I, a can, lot. Can you that's do why, Can you do math over there with, with I, your haircut? I, okay, yeah, I can do math with my haircut. Thank you. But why take it? Why didn't you just say, "Hey, I'm an 18 year veteran"? Why did you say I've taken the last 16 years off? Well, because if I've taken the last 16 years off, that means I was so successful. At being a pro wrestler, that I was able to take the last 16 years off. Okay. Well, there you go. So tell me about Global Wrestling Extreme. What, uh, you guys, according to you and your stories, you had quite a quite a little fan base there, right? Yeah, huge, huge. We were the alternative to DCW Extreme. And we were even better than ECW. We went, what do you mean alternative? We went head-to-head-to-head. To head to head with WWF and the WCW. We were the alternative to, to WCW was the alternative to WWF. We were the alternative to uh, ECW. So you did like hardcore stuff? Yeah, sure, yeah. Or like, Global Wrestling Extreme. What do you think extreme means? Okay, well, like barbed wire, thumbtacks, fire, did you do all that no, stuff? No, we never did all that. That's that's a little wild to have prime record. That's what ECW <laughs> did. What are you talking about? That's what they did. That, they had barbed wire matches. Balls Mahoney got powerbombed through flaming tables. Um, that's the thing. That sounds wild. Yeah, it does. I'd say, um, I never watched the product. Of course not. Why would you? Why would I? I mean, we were the top dogs. We were the top guys. And the, the, the thing is, uh, I mean, we, we had the kendo sticks. We had the chairs. We had the frying pans. We when, had cha- the, when, you, when you say chairs, did you have, like, the metal folding chairs? No, they were the, 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 the fabric kind with the, the outdoor. Tell me about the chairs you set in the back in the locker room. Yeah, that's what I thought. Those okay. chairs. Yeah, those chairs. Okay, all right. But what like wrestling was hot at that time, right? Wrestling was, like, was a huge deal. Shoot ya! Are you guys traveling? Is it like one local arena? Because I don't know anything about no. this company. No, we man. traveled all over the place, Dad Brian Breaker. We traveled. We traveled. I mean, we were global, so we weren't even stuck in America. Oh, so you oh, were like we, international we, global, global. And, I mean, we 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 went to Canada a couple okay. of times. We, we, we were a huge, 
huge in India. Oh, really? Huge in India. They how's loved the, us over there. How was the food over there? Very good. Okay. Very good. Okay, so you're you're traveling all over spicy. the place. Spicy. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Sure. You're traveling all over the place, becoming a huge deal. Yes. In your own mind, and uh, what happens, man? Like, where where does it go wrong? Well, it turns out that I actually had an injury about two years in, and two I had to take. You're 18 years. Had to take the next 16 years off. Okay. So that is kind of a, a real thing then. Yes. What was the injury? Uh, I was a uh, back in catering, you, you know, one of those plastic forks. It kind of got jammed in my hand a little bit. I had to get a couple of stitches. You had a plastic fork jam into your hand. I can't even. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A plastic fork jams into your hand because of this you have to take 16 years off it hurt i'm sure it hurt it hurt okay i get that but 16 years yeah yeah i mean i was making enough money to where big chief looked at me and said hey stay at home don't come back for a while do you think it's possible that Global Wrestling Extreme did that to just fire you and it's still running off somewhere and you just don't know about it? No. No, that's that, that out of business. Yeah. Okay. A- everything got lost up in the fire back in uh, back, back in back in 2001. The fire was 2001? 2001. Did you start the fire? No. It was always burning. So you didn't try to cook a cheesy pita? Nope. 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 I, uh... I was more of a uh, bean burrito guy. You know those frozen bean burritos? No, they're those, very good. They're tasty. They are tasty. So I know you said that before. Everything got lost in the fire. So all proof that this company even existed was lost in the fire. Well, I did find one tape, and I showed Big and the Skull Bane I do remember in, that. in the show. Uh, but obviously it was recorded over uh, by my, my, my damned love for karaoke. And... Um, Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a shame. Very much a shame, but you know it was it was a good song. I did great on the song, so it is what it is. I want to throw a I'm going to throw a uh, a theory by you, Bill, and I'd like to get your opinion. So a couple of years ago, me and Big Underscore Bane realized that there was this ongoing thing where people believed that Sinbad, the actor, was in fact in a movie called Shazam, where he played a genie. Oh. Okay. And uh, a lot of people thought this. I asked other people, like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That movie didn't happen. There was a movie called Kazam with Shaq, but not with Sinbad. So people feel like there was some weird space-time continuum anomaly where we all remembered this happening, yet there's no actual proof that it happened. Okay. Do you think it's possible... The global wrestling extreme is in somehow associated with that because no one knows that this exists besides a tape and your stories. Do you think it's possible that this is all in your head and you, are in fact, are a psycho? I do not. Uh, actually, you mentioned something about uh, uh, Shazam or Kazam or whatever whatever the hoot it was. Um Getting lost in the space-time continuum. I mean, that's actually a kind of a possibility. I, I don't understand why nobody does know about this. I mean, obviously, uh, you you and, and a handful of other guys 
helped find the holy grail of holy grails of figures by finding mine. So clearly, I'm telling the truth. I, I mean, okay. I, I but maybe the rest of it did get lost in the space-time continuum. I don't know, there, Brian Baker. I don't have all the answers. Okay, well, but l- let me ask this: like, you, you, everything gets lost in the fire. I understand that, but were you guys selling merchandise? Were you guys selling video? Were you selling DVD? We, we, we were, yeah. Then how come nobody has one? I don't. You tell me, pal. Why? Where's yours at? I didn't buy any. I didn't. Well, that's pay. your fault. How is that my fault? That's your fault. I bet. I bet if you. I bet if you ask Barry Frost and you you, you ask Eric Brown. Yeah, they're building this apologist. Yeah, I bet they have all the collections, all of my greatest matches. Okay. Yeah, I doubt that, but whatever. Okay, so here's another question I'm gonna lay on you, Mister Mister Venus. Global Wrestling Extreme is done. You are officially now an 18-year veteran who's taken 16 years off. Yep, yep, that's true. What's next? Are you wanting to get back in the ring? How come you haven't? Well, um, I've been busy doing the podcast, trying my hardest to uh, really provide knowledge and and, uh, insight to the business, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, for, For the people out there. In, in the podcasting land, but um, I, I you know I don't know. Shoot, you know it's uh I, sometimes I get the itch, you know, you no, know, sometimes I get the itch to get back into the ring. You know, the the doctor said it's eczema, yeah, well, but I think it's the wrestling itch. I don't think that's a real itch when it's a wrestling itch, but regardless of that, sure. Me and you have a pending match still happening. We do. We do. Obviously, with COVID happening, that kind of got put on hold yep. for the foreseeable future. But I think it'll happen down the road, and I cannot wait to slap you right in your face. I can't I can't wait to give you the bionic backhand. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for it. All that being said, um, I don't believe anything that you say, and I think you're a 100% liar. Well, I don't believe anything you say, and I think you're a 100% liar. So how about that, mister? How about that? What does that even mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means you shut your face over there. I'm not going to shut my face. You shut your face over there. Oh, over there with your, with your attitude. I mean, the thing is, is I say what I am, and I am what I say. I'm, I'm the real deal. That's why they just, call me a okay, real Okay, but deal. just because you throw like weird little catchphrases, and I am what I say, and I say what I am, that doesn't mean that you're telling the truth. That means that either, A, you are a psycho, and you believe all this, you know, hogwash, or you're just lying. How dare you? How dare I? How dare you? How is there not a picture? How is there nothing out there? I I showed the promo of me me and Sid Vicious. Okay. You know, uh, just a couple of months ago. Must be like a year ago. But regardless, okay, I did see that. But how come there's like no Global Wrestling Extreme? How come I've never met Big Chief? You tell me. I don't know. I don't have his number. Do you? Well, of course not. Okay. I don't know. The, I don't know the guy. Okay. Well, Google him. See, see, hey, hey, big, where's Big Chief? Google, hey Siri, where's Big Chief? You know, just do, do that little number. Okay, I'm trying not to, trying not to lose my exposure. I mean, you say you're trying not to lose your exposure. My composure. You got me so flusher, and I don't even know what I'm saying, Bill. Don't lose your exposure, there, Brian Breaker. You're not giving me it's, any exposure, it's, okay? It's the it's the I thing. Like a podcast it's award, the thing. Right, pal. I mean, it could be. Yeah, it, it could, could be. be. I mean, I, I've won plenty of Grammys and Emmys and 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 TiVos. You've won TiVos. I've won TiVos. Like so the, the DVR, 
Yeah, at a ra- at a raffle one time. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was fun. You still have it? No, it's kind of outdated now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that happens sometimes. Okay, but anyway, I want to try to. I'm trying to wrap this up here. Okay. About time I, to go get that Umberto's tacos. No, huh? it is not, damn it. I'm trying to get through this interview because I still have part two next week to record with you, which Good. I don't want to do that either. Good luck. But Lord. apparently, Big Underscore Bane really screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah, he sure did because I, I, uh, <laughs> I got better things to do with my time, I can tell you that much. I just I want to punch you right in the mouth, like so badly. Yeah, well, good luck to that. This one up. Wow. Is that the bionic that back? That could have been could have been it. Could have been the bionic back and you would have never known. Okay. You would have never seen it coming. Let, let's go through the facts here, shall we? Yep. Okay. I have seen the Bill Venus action figure. Yep, you have. Okay. I, I know you sell t shirts. Yep. You have t shirts on your I Red don't. Bubble store. I have t shirts. But I, and Big Underscore Bane did tell me the tape was real. Yes. He saw the tape. He saw the tape. Okay, but that does not mean that you're a huge star in the business just because you claim to have traveled to India and Canada and wrestled all over globally. Yeah. That does that doesn't mean that that's real, Bill. I still so I still don't believe kinda, it. Kinda does. I mean it kinda does. You just you just you one of these days somebody is gonna run across one of those old old plastic tubs in their attic and it's gonna be filled with global wrestling extreme. What makes you say that? Why do you think they would? I don't know. I mean, don't you keep stuff in your attic? I don't have an attic. No kidding. Um, well, I mean, surely you got a little bit of storage somewhere. I mean, of course, but why would I have any global wrestling extreme stuff? I've moved recently, and I'll, I'll be honest, Bill. I threw away a lot of stuff. Stuff that so I so you probably throw away some global wrestling extreme. Absolutely not. Did you guys have a magazine? We were into magazines. We were all over the magazines. See, I don't remember that. Well, that's 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 your fault, that that, that Brian Breaker. All right. Well, you know what? I, I'm call 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 up PWI. You know, say hey, hey, where, where's that Bill Benis? Call him up. Okay. So if I call PWI, will they tell me? Oh yeah, Bill Benis, eighteen year veteran. He's been in the business. And, and according to your stories, you were like the top guy. Top guy. And you were a huge rival of Ricky the Roper Rex. Huge rival. And and if and if and if and if the handshake deal would have worked out with me and Vinnie Mac, I would have been I would have been right there with Stone Cold. I would have. The handshake deal would have worked out with you and Vinnie Mac. Yeah. You'd have been right there with Stone Cold. Yep. Yep. But 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 old Stone Cold got got in his ears. Said, Hey, don't don't you dare keep keep that Bill Penis around. He's too good. How, 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 how do you even say this stuff? Because it's the truth. It's not the truth, Bill. It's the truth. I understand people on Twitter enjoy hearing you because they 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 find you funny. But dear God, man, like you have a, at a certain point, you're becoming pathological. I think you're believing your own bullshit that you're saying. I'm not believing nothing. Nothing. It's all the truth. Okay. All right. I got to cut it off. I can't do this anymore. I'm about to lose my freaking mind talking to you and your crap that you're spewing all the time. Time for Bartos? Um, okay. No. No. All right. I don't know. Ha- what, what are we supposed to talk about in part two? Like, I don't even know what to talk to you about. Sure. I don't know. I don't know that, that Brian Breger. This is your show. You're just supposed to have the journalistic integrity of a, of a, of a, of a, of a journalist. Yeah. Well, I'm, I usually have interesting guests. I'm very interesting. I'm very interesting there, Brian Brecker. You just don't you just don't ask the right questions.
All right, fine. How about next week? We'll talk about PHPW. Shoot, how I've been running a rough shot over that company, too? Sounds good to me. You have any idea how angry it makes me to watch you win matches on this? Yeah. I'm telling you that, Brian Bracken. What I am is what I am. I am the real deal. I'll scrap a bomb and John Carrington are with me all the way. Okay. With that being said, Bill, you have exactly 20 seconds to leave after I turn off this recorder, or I am going to put your head through the wall. So you better might want to get moving. Go get it moving. And we're back. We're back. So I guess thank you to Bill Benis. That was the worst thing ever. Was it? Uh, yeah, pretty close. Oh, boy. Pretty close. Um, he's on next week, man. That's a lot of Bill Benis. That is a lot of Bill Benis. A lot of Bill Benis. Way too much Bill Benis. But um, anything else you want to go through? Anything else you want to add, man? Let's just Let's just wrap it up. Wrap it on up. Well, of course, check out some of our podcasting buddies. We got Fully Posable, the Wrestling Figure Podcast. Check it out every Sunday with Jeff and Scott. Uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and all his uh, fellows over there. I saw that they just uh, did an episode on planes, trains, and automobiles. Nice. You know, that's actually a movie I've never seen. It's really good. Yeah, and I uh, added it to my Christmas list of movies for this year. So I plan to dive into that one. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with uh, with Steve and Eric. You know, Steve put out a list of his top ten Christmas movies. And uh, do you know what did not make the list? I was a little upset. What's that? Jingle All the Way. Who, now, who made this list? Steve from PPW. Okay. Yeah, well. Wow. He had some good ones on there. But I was like, how do you How do you not put Jingle All the Way on there? Dude, Jingle All the Way is classic. Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course, I'll, making a top ten, that's tough. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, because Home Alone takes up two slots right there. Sure. But, I mean, Jingle All the Way's got to be there. Even if it's number 10, it's got to be there. I think when we do our Christmas special, we should do top 10. I'm totally down with that. Because that will be actually very hard to narrow down. Yeah. Like, I I love, like, the Christmas Chronicles, but I don't think it's breaking my top 10. I think it's probably breaking mine. I'd have to really think about it, but I think it's probably breaking mine. Yeah. I don't know. See, again... I know a lot of people don't put Home Alone 2 in there because it's kind of like the same movie. But I'm like, but it's not. It's different, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, it is what it is. But check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Check out their show. Super hilarious dudes. And they're doing that sports spinoff show now, too. Nice. Which I think is fun. Yeah. Uh, check out Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim over there. They're crazy rants on tournaments of it's insanity it's wacky it's wacky it's yeah. very wacky ringside rant with rj check out his show the leisure and lariats podcast with ruthless ryan davidson he always plugs our show and always calls it the wrong stuff does he yes which i i know is is not him trying to be funny it's just yeah. him being scatterbrained and not having the right information uh, right he calls our show the power hour of wrestling podcast I'm okay with it. It's pretty close. I'm not going to correct him. I'll let you do that. Yeah, oh, I will. I'll call him <laughs> out. Don't worry. And he also calls my Nintendo podcast the Nintendo Power podcast. Perfect. It's not that at all. Yeah. Is <laughs> he subscribed to these podcasts and he just thinks it's ours? No, I think he knows. <laughs> I think he just probably doesn't write down the name. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I'll be honest. Like We have a little list, and I have them all kind of abbreviated here just so I can fit them on the on the dry erase board, but I know what they all are. Yeah. You know, like, I don't be like, what's L&L? You know, right. like, I'd have to, not stupid, you yeah. know, anyway. 
Uh, Boots to the Face, check out their show. And then, of course, Jason Wolf. Give him a follow at The Art of Jason Wolf. The new Road Warriors figures, dude. How Already bad. sold out. Dude, I'm not shocked. Yeah. Badass, though. How cool Super are those? Super badass. They look amazing. And it's it's one of those things, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get one of those because like they sell out so quick. I know. But, and, uh, um, and he's he's hitting everybody kind of with like the, like we never got the Owen Hart Hasbro in the singlet, right? Of course. We never got a Zeus. We never got Road Warriors without pads on. So he's kind of hitting all those little, yep. like, ooh, man, that's a good one. Like there's a lot that I would like to see him do still. So and of course the Tuckster, which is kind of a, an interesting take on Hogan. That so, was a fun one. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of curious what he's got what he's got lined up next, man. He's really killing it with those custom Hasbro's. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, but also check out his uh, his podcast, Howlin' with the Wolf. Yes. Did you hear the episode he talked about on uh, holiday traditions? Not yet, dude. It's so good. Is it? Well, he was talking about how everyone's kind of upset because everyone's like, "Oh, you can't gather for Thanksgiving, you can't do this, do that." And he's like, "Dude, screw them. Do your own holidays." Yeah. Who says we have to celebrate? Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, like you can do, oh, yeah. you can do it in October, you know. Yeah. And I was like, man, he's he's so right. Like we let we do kind of let holidays dictate our lives. Yeah, but well, we we've always honestly always kind of done that because we have so many people to fit in. Yeah, we've always kind of done that. Like, well, we'll just we'll do it when we can. Yeah, you know? for I mean, sure. And I know with Christmas it's kind of the same way because you always yep. have you don't do everything on the twenty fifth. No, you can't. It's too much to do. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, check out Howling with the Wolf. Also, a uh, good buddy, good friend of the show, um, Drew Vinsel and uh, Tales from the Estate. Yes, I started listening to that this week, man. It's really fun stuff. Awesome. Him and his wife kind of just uh, he's he does a fun game on there, which I think is hilarious. He'll throw out a random person. It's like, is this a wrestler or is it a celebrity? Because she's not as huge of a wrestling fan as he is, obviously. Okay. First one was Aldo Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> she thought it was a celebrity. <laughs> and if she Amazing. loses, they have to watch an Aldo Montoya match, which I'm like. Amazing. That's quite a that's quite a game there. Yeah. I dig it. So check out uh, Tales from the Estate. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, wrestling comic books. To be the man, evil ain't good. And grapple hold. You can get those on Amazon. To be the man's also on Comixology. And, of course, uh, all of Bane's music available on uh Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. It's there, wherever. Make sure to stream it, buy it, whatever you want to do with it. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, you can support us if you so choose on patreon.com forward slash bbph. In fact, a little update. The gifts are done for this year for, for our 3 and $5 patrons, mm-hmm. and they're being shipped, and they will go out very soon. What do you think? I think this might be the best gift we've done. I'm, it's I'm really excited cool. about it. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. So hopefully, hopefully you all dig it. Um, but, it's because it's different. Yeah, it's very different. But uh, I think you guys will like it. So yeah, it, it should be on the way. It might be one of those things where it's a little bit late. It's might not be there before Christmas. It might be a little bit inside we're, of January. We're hoping, like but, based on based on the fact that they, I think they shipped yesterday. So. Yeah. So we should have them in time. We're hoping so, yeah. uh, but I think everyone will dig them because it's it's a fun, it's an interesting idea. Because I know in the past it's like okay, we did like a customized coffee mug and yep. we've done a customized koozie and things like that, and that's all great. But it's like okay, how many more household items can we do? Of know? course, yeah. So this is different than that, and I think people will dig it. Absolutely. Uh, Average panda. And Outsiders Beard Co. Uh, we got to talk about the Outsiders Beard Co. gift sets, dude. Yes. So those those, awesome. those just dropped. Uh, I know last week I mentioned that. Be on the lookout for that. Um, they are they are there. So we got what it is is you get the balm, the oil, you get um, our lip balm, which is finally rolling out. I um, dig that, and I like it's in the tube. Yeah, I had that when um, 
had that when I was doing it as Bane's body maintenance, but now I, I didn't roll it out until just recently again. Um, so, but it's back. Um, and then also to the, uh, little four ounce candles. So, so that's kind of first time you dove into candles, huh? Yeah. And, and it's one of those things. I was just trying to think of a thing to incorporate with the gift set to have it be like a little something extra. I know candles is kind of a weird thing for a beard balm, beard oil, but I mean, I thought that'd be a good way to have something else that also had the same scent incorporated to it. And I mean, uh, dude, I mean, hell, I don't know. Take it to the bathroom after you take a dump, you know, guys typically don't probably buy candles that much, mm-hmm. but I think we can all appreciate when a woman buys one and they smell good. Absolutely. And, right? and the, the, uh, scent profiles that I've used for these combo packs are all the really smell good ones. Yeah. I didn't really put the woodsy kinds in there because, yeah. because of the fact that I saw you did candy, uh, candy cane lane, right? Candy cane like, lane. Yeah. And that, that, that is a little bit of a woodsy scent, but it's also got the peppermint oil in there. And so it's, it's a sweeter woodsy scent. So, so for the gift set, you get the lip balm, you get the candle, you get the beard oil and the beard balm. What's the cost on that? 30 bucks. Nice. Heck of a deal, man. Hell of a deal. So yeah, check that out. It's going to be available up until, uh, Christmas. So, Get it while it's good. That's a that's a that's a heck of a, a gift set there, and everything's made to order. So made to order, yep. So like it's not going to be sitting around collecting dust. No, it's all good to go. Exactly, so I, I dig that. And of course, uh, average panda. Any, any news there? No news there. I've really been focused on the Outsiders Beard Co. as of late. And uh, on top of an that, average panda, I am uh, hoodie. Yeah, there. I yeah. That. There's a hoodie. It was something I was testing out. I don't really like it for you know the store because of the fact that. Like, it's the hoodies that kind of shrink up a little bit. Sure. You know what I mean? Not really good for gym use or anything like sure. that. But, um, but I don't know. I was trying to figure some stuff out for winter time. I haven't really had time to really dive into it. But um, we'll get there. But definitely check it out. Uh, Average Panda Gear, if you're looking for T-shirts or, or shorts or anything like that. I mean, even for your home gym, you know, just check it out. See, yeah, and that's the thing is I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't, I don't want shorts in the wintertime. Because I know people, have, I've seen them comment on Chalkline with that. I'm like... Dude, I don't. I I still don't like working out in sweatpants. It gets hot in the gym. So what I do is I always put my shorts on, then my sweatpants over it to walk in and out. Right. But and that's just me. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. Outsiders beard co- or um, average panda gear for your uh, for your workout needs. Yes. All of our t-shirts are available. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker and um, WhatAManeuver.net. Search by store. You can find Breaker Mains Power Hour, or you can search Bane's t-shirts there, and also on BBPH.RedBubble. Dot com. Yes. A lot of great a lot of great designs over there. So of course you go to Redbubble, you can get them a t shirt, a coffee mug, a travel mug. They have duffel bags now. Yep. Which is wild. They have socks, like yep. they also they have, have your top case, which you have there. Yeah, they also have your face masks. Yeah, um, they do. So and they they actually just recently added like the uh, what they call the the premium fitted face masks, which is a little bit better quality. I haven't ordered one of those, but I mean, you know, if you're into face masks and you're trying to get one, check it out. I feel like the face mask is kind of, I don't want to get too political, but it's kind of, it's, it's, they're everywhere now. I know before, okay. like I needed to order some because I couldn't find them. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't know if you remember this, when we first were ordered, like not ordered, but like told to wear face masks, I was trying, I added Redbubble and I was like, you guys going to get face masks that we can customize? And they told me, no, they're like, we have no intentions of doing that. And then like a month later. Here they are. Every every company. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. And so, but, so it's one of those things. I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, even Printful, which is where 
you know, I do the stuff for average Panda and things like that. I mean, they have face masks that are actually really nice too. Yeah. And so it's, it's just, it's everywhere. I mean, even, uh, pro wrestling tees. Yeah. So everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. All over Walmart target, you know? Yep. The, of course I'm not a huge fan of the disposable ones. So that's yeah. just my personal opinion. So these ones are a lot, probably a lot nicer to have. And in fact, you can wash them. Yep. It's definitely better. Oh yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Later. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.